Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Sting, and it's rumor and innuendo on a Thursday here. As we head towards AEW Revolution, I am here with former WWE Robert, writer Robert Karpolis, WWE under, creative underscore-ish. I messed it up, dang it. Man, that was, that was spectacular. Uh, what a way to open our, it's, it's, it's high spot day, guys. It's leap year day. Uh, it is off the top rope. We are here. Uh, to talk all of the exciting things in AEW, WWE, and everything in between. And maybe, because Leap Year comes once every four years, we'll do something a little special and talk Billy and the CW. We'll see. But first, Dom, uh, where do we want to start with? Where, where are you taking us here today on this exciting Leap Day? What better place to start than AEW Dynamite? Actually, I take that back, Tom. I'm seizing it for a moment. Here's the best way to start this, guys. We're going to say hi to some of the folks joining us live in the chat. Antonio Santos said, afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, Christopher Zanto, good morning, fellas. Someone tell Ric Flair to wear socks. He looks ridiculous. That's a, that's a hot take wow, right there. And Joseph Wade Walters, happy Leap Day, fellas. Happy Leap Day to you wherever you are listening. And speaking of listening, you're not getting away from this one, Dom. No. Nope. Uh, obviously, a lot of you watching us live on YouTube, on X, super appreciative to have you here. Why don't you go and listen to us on our podcast feed on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, wherever else you get podcasts. Yesterday's episode, halfway through, I uh, had an initial glitch that was repaired, but Dom has come here to self-flagellate uh, and fall on the sword. So, Dom... What happened yesterday with the audio? Yes. So what happened is I do the editing in Adobe Premiere. And therefore, when I do that, I've been making a habit of trying to clip up clips from the episode and put them up onto YouTube. So I spliced up the previous episode. So it was in its own segments. So when I put in the audio uh, for uh, yesterday's episode, uh, I deleted the initial part of the last night, the previous episode. Boom. 
there was some additional expert cuts of clips that I was using. It overlapped. It really sounded like, uh, you know, the noise of sound or whatever that was uh, back in the, um, whoever did that stuff. The Spectre, Phil Spectre noise of sound. So there we go. Screwed it up. Screwed that it up. was a spectacular uh, explanation. But uh, <laughs> if I wanted to watch a show rife with production errors, I would be watching Dynamite. <laughs> they, they've gotten much better over the last couple of years. Since Mike Mansuri Mike stepped Mansuri, in, man, he's the man. he has delivered huge. But AEW used to have some really spectacular uh, botches. Uh, Botchamania had a lot of fun with those. We're going to have fun now talking Sting's last uh, appearance on Dynamite and anything else. So, Dom, where do you want to start on this show? Now I'm giving you back the There range. we go. Let's talk about Sting coming down from the rafters to call back to WCW and his Crow days. And a uh, very compelling uh, kind of finish between him and the Young Bucks there as they wielded bats, but so did Sting. So he laid the hammer down. Robert, what did you think of that closing segment? We'll talk about Ric Flair in that, too. All right. I didn't want to get this hot this early. In get hot, Robert. Get hot. It's the it's the creative hat. It's the creative brain. It's sitting at that table. Uh, it's it's trying to think through. It's Sting's last appearance on Dynamite. We have talked before what I thought this was going to be, which was you decided to randomly turn Ric Flair heel because I thought you wanted to get one last Flair Sting back and forth microphone battle. That didn't happen. That's fine. But I'm just going to walk you through beat by beat what was going on here and trying to make sense of what this was. Your main event segment, you have the Young Bucks coming out in their J.C. Penny ladies attire <laughs> with the baseball bats. They confront a bunch of people with sting masks, which means this was a planned moment. Darby gave masks out, whatever. One of those masks reveals it's Darby Allen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Darby goes and, and attacks the Bucks. He's outnumbered two on one. They beat the hell out of him. They then beat him with a baseball bat. Still no sting. You're waiting. What's going to happen? Out comes Ric Flair. Ric Flair, who supposedly aligned with the Bucks last week. He ambles into the ring uh, only to uh, take the baseball bat. And rather than hitting the young Bucks with a baseball bat, pokes one of them in the eye like the Three Stooges and then throws punches that could not break an egg. They beat him down, apparently, because he wasn't wearing socks. <laughs> and then, finally, as the Bucks are getting ready to leave, Sting, like a sad teabag, slowly gets lowered from the rafters. I understand that you need to do this for all the safety reasons possible. This looked ridiculous. Then Darby, who, you know, was just beaten up and left for dead, unhooks uh, his stepdad, Sting, from the uh, from this uh, apparatus, and then they proceed to engage in a ton of physicality on the Young Bucks. So you can save your money, guys. You just got Sting's last match on Dynamite. You saw him hit his signature moves. They leave the Bucks lying. He's aligned with Flair. He's aligned with Darby. Everyone's happy. Dumb. Am I missing something here? Is this an indication that maybe the Bucks will win at Revolution? Perhaps if they're getting laid out. You don't think so, Robert? The, these guys murdered his sons. No yeah. one has ever laid a hand on them. Sting was dedicating this match to his his father who just passed away. Good point, too. <laughs> there is no way, and it's I believe it's a tornado tag, so there's no disqualification. You have flair out there. You have a lot of outs. The best option really feels like, uh, and we'll get to predictions tomorrow on our, our right. Friday, generally speaking, that you're setting up a, a tournament for these tag titles down the road. 
Here's a good observation, too, by Tony Gong. Sting letting Darby and Flair get destroyed just so he can make an entrance equals Jeff Hardy dancing on the ramp. That's yes. a pretty fair comparison there, Tony. I would I can't argue against that necessarily. And, um, yeah, as cool as it is to, you know, get that callback for Sting coming down from the rafters, it's like you want the execute, you understand all the logistics that come with it. If you're going to kind of do that, though, you want to make it make sense and um, not be a schmoz in a lot of ways. And, yeah, you don't want to give away your pay-per-view, especially this one coming up because it's such a big one. <laughs> so, yeah, you it was a great callback to the Sting Nitro era or the Sting TNA era with weird booking that made no sense that left you scratching your head rather than wanting to see the uh, the, the pay-per-view dumb. But uh what else on Dynamite caught your eye, struck your fancy, if you will? Yeah, so they've been hyping the, you know, pay Adam Hangman Page making an announcement whether he might be good to go for AEW Revolution or not. He said he wasn't, but then he was. Uh, and, you know, I've expressed this several times on the show. I am not a fan of these injury angles where it's like you leave them up in the air. I understand that's a good aspect of the storytelling, possibly in a match. But in a build to a match, it seems kind of like lazy booking. I thought that what they did made sense, and I can kind of accept it uh, meeting into it. But it just seems like a week-to-week thing, just like this Flair thing was. Um, still should probably be a good match, I would imagine, at, at Revolution with Swerve, Samoa Joe, and Paige. Uh, but, Robert, yeah, what are your thoughts on on that segment going in there? Wasn't wild about the tease going in this idea that Hangman Page was supposedly hurt in a story that was playing out on the dirt sheets. It wasn't like it was overt. Hangman's delivery in the beginning of the promo, fantastic. The the I've been the heel, but I'm going to pull you guys back. And golly gosh, gee, I'm just a a, a dude in, a, in you know cowboy boots who likes wrestling, and I'm sorry that I'm not going to be here, but I'm going to heal up and yada yada yada. I like Swerve coming out there. Hey, I know we tried to murder each other. I know I cut a promo on your baby, but <laughs> uh, I, you know, there's respect here. This will happen down the road. The shot at Samoa Joe wearing the poncho as an announcer, thinking back to that mania. That was a pretty fun little moment. And then when Hangman wailed Swerve with that with that crutch, I thought it worked. I it made me it sucked me in. It made me more excited to see what happens with that match. Clearly making that divide that Hangman is the heel and Swerve is the babyface. Joe is in the middle. Excited to see what's going to happen. Again, we'll talk our predictions tomorrow. If you have your your predictions, uh, use the hashtag RIPod. Tweet that out. We'll we'll uh, read some of those on the air tomorrow. But I thought that was uh, that was particularly compelling going into Revolution on on a show that. Almost every match was trying to build to what you were going to get. And I know there was one match that I was really intrigued by, which was the the, the meat match. Yes. Um, there, was, there was some madness around the meat match. People talking, slapping meat. Biggie obviously coined that phrase, and then it just kind of took momentum. And then uh, AEW decided to ride that uh, momentum there and come up with meat madness match here, which uh, consisted of uh, Lance Hoyt or Lance Archer. Uh, you also have uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. Uh, very interesting that uh, Miro is not a part of this match, uh, but it looks to be on ice anyways. Uh, Tony Khan made a little bit of an announcement on uh, X stating that like there is some injury occurrences happening. Instead, we're going to get an all-star scramble match. Um, 
But Robert, what do you kind of think of them? Were you excited for Meat Madness, and were you let down now that we're just having a scrambled egg match instead? Protein, so, but nonetheless. Yeah, it's it's protein. I, I get that the idea was, hey, we're going to get this Hobbs and Archer and Wardlow. And what's striking is they said that due to injury, they had to change this. None of these guys are hurt. They're all still in the match. It feels like a way to get Chris Jericho on the pay-per-view when he was not going to be on there before. I know there's a couple other names that are on the Wikipedia page that I don't know if this came from Rampage or Collision or whatever. So if you don't want this spoiled, cover your ears for a second and a half. But honestly, who's, who's watching okay. Rampage? Uh, it looks like they've added Hook. It looks like they've added Dante Martin. And they've added Magnus, a, a CMLL wrestler, not Nick Aldis. Not a, Nick Aldis a different, a different, A different Magnus um, to this match. Again, it's... it's uh, it's bizarre. You still could have called it Meat Madness. I don't know. I don't know who who uh, who this change is necessarily appealing to, but uh, the winner gets a title shot, so it's pretty clear where they're going with this sucker once we get there. But until that point, a little bit of a shame that uh, that they had to pivot a little bit because I thought Meat Madness at least was a clever-ish name. Overall, what did you think of Dynamite as a go-home show for Revolution? Uh, I liked the six-man tag a hell of a lot. I thought that was a really fun uh, match, which maybe gave a little too much of seeing these guys interact. Like, this was really good. This could have been the pay-per-view match. Um, but that, I thought, you know, that worked. The Orange Cassidy stuff, uh, a little less so. I think this match with Roderick Strong is, is pretty well deflated. Uh, no Tony Storm, which I thought was kind of a surprise. Uh, but you did get the Chris Statlander-Sky Blue match. And the big surprise for that was Chris Atlander now has pyro. Oh, Dom. And uh, if you want a little surprise bang for your buck, uh, can we talk to you about Blue Chew? <laughs> I know some folks have already told me this is their favorite part of the show. Uh, this is uh, this is true. Is I've, been getting, mess <laughs> I've been getting messages from people. They love the Blue Chew <laughs> ad. So here we are, guys, because this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The best part? It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Guys, the last thing you want when it's showtime is to be as limp as Sting when he was being slowly lowered from the Raptors. You want to be ready to go. You want to be old, Sting. You want to have the, the, the bright face paint. You want to be fired up. And we're going to make that happen because Blue Chew wants to make you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code ROOMER at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code ROOMER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this very special Leap Day edition of ROOMER and Innuendo. Ooh, made look, it through. Made it through. Look, guys, I'm wearing a Yankees hat. There's Aaron Judge. All rise for the judge. Rise for Blue Chew. How about that? Get a rise for Blue Chew. Look at 
We got to talk about. We're something on a wrestling else. show where literally there's a stable whose whose catchphrase is "All Rise," and you went a baseball reference. Wait, whose stable is that? It's the Judgment Day, dude. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for thanks for watching the product. Uh, <laughs> it's always good when my co-host has no clue about one of the I'm into factions. Robert. I was testing you with that. Yeah, that's that's what it was. That's uh, what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he's double testing like he's doubling our audio. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's great to be here. Uh, but uh, someone who is something that might not be here for a little while is the the future of Raw. That's correct, Robert. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer and just perspective, Raw, the quote from our Wrestling Observer Radio was, Raw will end on the USA Network on the last week of September, and it will debut on Netflix on the first week of January 2025. So we have three months summer where we don't know anything on the investors call it was brought up the three months and one thing that was very clear is that they have no idea they expect that it will be somewhere they told me that they told me that they'd have some something to announce relatively soon and now here we are and not only do they not have anything to announce but when they did their perspective of 2024 you know as far as money and profits their predictions of 2024 were lower Robert, where is Raw going to be for three months? It's a whole summer season there, but in fall. (laughs) It's going to be on USA Network. Um, I think what's going to ultimately wind up happening, number one, USA is still going to have SmackDown. So they are in the WWE business. There is an incentive for them to keep eyeballs uh, on the WWE product. Number two, it is still one of the top-rated shows on TV. I'm sure there will be some sort of a bridge deal to keep USA uh, and W you know, keep raw on USA for that little transition period, whether that's seeding some more advertising time to USA to keep them happy, they'll figure it out. WWE is not going to suddenly vanish. Melcher knows that he wants to create a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, rumor and innuendo on his own. Maybe, maybe he's a little upset about the fact that he's gotten the WrestleMania card wrong about 40 times for WrestleMania 40. So that's fine, baby. That's, that's the story here. It'll, it'll wind up most likely staying on, on USA network. I doubt they're going to try to move to Netflix sooner. You want to be able to build up to that worst case scenario. You can always stream it on Peacock. That's right. They they have, they have, they have levers, they have options. Uh, It's not going to vanish entirely. And uh, you're then at that point in time, you're, you're building up to, survivor series tail end of the year they'll they'll have they'll have some runway this is not going to be the uh the doom and gloom scenario that that dave is making it out to be so you know what i say to dave Meltzer? i say boo (laughs) boo well somebody did get booed robert there it is see there was a segue i was ready to go and unrightfully so in my opinion and in her colleague's opinion maxine dupree was booed at an Oakland live event, a WWE live event here after her performance in the ring. Uh, Maxine Dupree started off here as a, as a manager valet uh, for uh, the Maximum Male Models, uh, transitioned over here with Chad Gable and Otis, uh, then started becoming an in-ring active uh, member of the roster. Uh, she has not, she's been criticized uh, by fans and uh, things like that, but um, it's a lot of baptism by fire here for Maxine in the ring, and she's, I mean, for better or for worse, she's embraced it, and like, uh, kept a very positive attitude about things, and uh, a lot of her colleagues came to bat for her. Rhea Ripley's one of them, 
She mentioned uh, on X, I really wish that some of you got booed and ridiculed in the public eye while being new at your job. Learning and getting better is all a part of being human. Being better as be better human at as humans said Ripley, and then hey Britt Baker across from the aisle agreed. Uh, she put a hundred emoji for that quote tweet, and then uh, Jade Cargo also chimed in as someone who was from day one was learning on the job and had have a target on her back. I'm happy to seeing the positive support coming out of this. So a uh, pretty good support system there. And I can't help but agree. It's like you got to give credit to somebody that's was already in the limelight and was put in a new position and just learning basically on the go. Robert, what do you kind of think of all this, uh, this criticism and then praise for uh, Maxine Dupree ultimately? Yeah, I don't know what those fans in, in Oakland were, were thinking when they did what they did. Maxine obviously was not a seasoned veteran when they brought her up. They brought her up because she has a main event look. She yeah. is someone that you you see her. Uh, it's the airport test. You look and you go, she's definitely someone. To what capacity, you don't know, but you're like, that must be a movie star. That must be a model. There is something going on with this person. You're drawn to her. How can you not put her on TV? And rather than rest on her laurels and just be – a, a valet, just be a manager. I'm not trying to downplay managers uh, unless it's Don Callis, but <laughs> she's trying to improve in the ring. And the way that you do that when you're on the main roster is you compete at the house shows. That's a chance for you to, to learn on the job, to try to get better. Booing is not going to, to save anything. They were not saying boo earns. They were not saying boo axine. Um, it's, it's weird. Um, that that this would happen. You want to be supportive. I like that Rhea Ripley came out in her defense. I know Rhea and Maxine had a match on uh, on Raw a little while ago. wasn't the best, but you're you're trying. These women understand that you know you're you're held to an impossible standard when it comes to to wrestling fans who want to see you at the same level as someone who has 15, 20 years experience. Uh, it's not always going to happen. Kudos to her for for continuing to uh, persevere and get better. And I think she's going to get better over time, Dom. I think that this is going to be just one of those little uh, bumps in the road. You have her partnered with Gable and Otis, who in the back, those are those are great guys to be working with. Those are great guys to be uh, helping train. You have uh, Natalia, who's there, who's great with working with a lot of the women. You have TJ, who I think, uh, Tyson Kidd, who I think the world of when it comes to training female wrestlers and the template is look at Liv Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's great, great comparison. Liv Morgan could have easily coasted on, on her looks. She has worked very, very hard to improve her game in the ring where she is now someone they can actively rely on to have a, a good match. And you know what? You know, you think about Maxine, you know, she's got the looks. Uh, she's working on the in-ring aspect of it all. But... In turn, she's got charisma. She's already shown that she's had charisma. If you've seen those Maximum Mill and the Models uh, clips that were on YouTube before they got released, funny stuff. Funny yes. stuff. She can very much uh, portray and and get the you know get her character across on television. So it's like, yeah, just gotta take some time. Uh, and funny tweets that somebody said a lot of you can probably can't jog around your couch right now, and you're criticizing her. <laughs> and then uh, even Becky Lynch came to bat for too and said, "Yeah, I would still." make her my tag team partner. So cool to see a good support system there, Robert. Um, something that uh, AEW is going to be looking to support is maybe a new pay-per-view name or uh, at least a new a big event name. 
uh, AEW trademarked AEW Dynasty. And according to Fightful Select, the trademark is connected to a pay-per-view slash special show, which is potentially slated for April. AEW has yet to host a pay-per-view in April, but holds Revolution in March and Double or Nothing in May. Robert, if you're familiar with the term Dynasty, which I know you are uh, in pro wrestling, uh, MLW had a faction that consisted named Dynasty, included Richard Holiday, Alexander Hammerstone, and former AEW world champion MJF. Uh, is this a potential spoiler? What do you kind of think of all this? Uh, does this add an intriguing element to potential return for MJF? No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think I think if they're going to start moving to the 12-month pay-per-view model, it's good to have it. This could be also, since it's for a special event, it could be uh, in one of those branded episodes of Dynamite like they've done with Winter Was Coming. I think that the dynasty name, there's not a lot of folks that have a tremendous amount of longevity in AEW to, to use that. It could be the heralding the return of Maxwell Jacob Friedman, uh, which would be kind of neat. It could be the Bucks, who are now the EVPs, who are talking about their dynasty as as the, the rulers of all elite wrestling. There's a couple different ways it can go. I don't see this being AEW bringing in the uh, the MLW faction dynasty of Richard Holiday, Alexander Hamilton, and uh, who was the third guy in that group? I know it was no, I know it was Big Star that. Alexander Hamilton, Hammerstone, and Big Star Richard Holiday. And there was a third guy, a lesser guy, a guy that certain people would have said we're not using him as the featured attraction in the stable. What was that kid's name? Gino Medina. I hate you so very much, uh, MJF. Uh, the three people who understand what I'm talking about are going to really appreciate that. Everybody else is going to be kind of baffled. That's really all that matters as Dom's camera falls into his lap. It's the not cat that kind of in my computer. We don't want to see whether or not you just took some blue promo blue code. Show. Rumor, no, it is not that kind of show. That is not the dynasty these people want to see. If you smell what I'm cooking, and oh. I want to be able to say that right now before I potentially get sued, because what is our next story Dumb. Yes, sir. AEW trademarked something, and so did The Rock. He trademarked the plenty uh, in his agreement with TKO Holdings. Not only did he secure the rights to The Rock name, but he's got a full list of other uh, trademarks that he is familiarized with with WWE. Robert, are you ready to hear this list? To hear your reading comprehension skills? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. The Rock, he has trademark now. He has rights to Rocky Maivia. Team Corporate, hmm. Rock Nation, wow, how about that? The Nation, Rudy Pooh, Candy Ass, Jabroni, the Samoan Sensation, the Blue Chipper, the Brahma Bull, the People's Champion, the Great One, and of course, the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. Uh, did we miss anything, Robert? Should Rock had trademarked something else? Possibly SmackDown, something else. He couldn't trademark SmackDown. That's that's not his to own. Um, look, this is this is Rock realizing what happened to him a while ago uh, when he lost the rights to be able to use the name The Rock, and he was going as Dwayne Johnson. He wants to be able to market, brand, own a piece of himself. You're seeing this a lot more with a lot of wrestlers at a variety of different levels. It's a very smart idea if you are an independent wrestler, uh, if you are 
wrestling um, in, in some of these other promotions, secure the rights to your own intellectual property. That way you're getting uh, control over how your IP is being used. You're, you have an opportunity to share in those profits if you're allowing a company to use them. We had previously uh, Stephen P. New was a guest on Rumor and Innuendo. And he talked about how he was involved in the Yeet lawsuit with WWE and an independent wrestler who had uh, filed intellectual property protection. IP law, near and dear to my heart, it's it's weirdly enough one of the things that sucked me into wrestling in the first place. Wrestling, or it sucked me into law in the first place, uh, especially when it was the WWF to WWE name change. Get so. That was a fascinating piece of, of intellectual property stuff. Uh, you also, if you were an old school wrestling fan like me, learned a lot about music rights long before Napster. If you were watching ECW, where Paul Heyman was just blatantly <laughs> ripping off and using some of the most recognizable and expensive music pieces in the world, thinking that they're never really going to sue him. And then when I was in WWE and we would have to clean up those old ECW pay-per-views, what a massive headache to do music replacement. So the ECW music replacement was challenging because they ne Paul never had a clear, a clean audio channel. So no. everything was just mixed together. So you had to try to phase out the, the let's say, enter Sandman while trying to not lose Joey Styles on commentary, while trying to not lose the crowd noise and putting in the new generic music that made it seem worse. The bigger culprit was uh, WCW that didn't used to fully log their music cue sheets. So sometimes this legitimately used to happen, guys. We needed to figure out who owned this song. So we would have to call Jimmy Hart, because Jimmy Hart wrote a lot of the songs, WCW, yeah. hold the phone up to the TV and be like, did you write this song so that we know that we have the rights to use it? Because we had the rights to use all of Jimmy Hart's music. Um, and if you didn't, you'd have to spend hours in an audio session and an editing session to replace music for ice train and scott norton like <laughs> yeah baby that was me i did that you, that's what you just hope you hope that jimmy was going to say like this is that was a great jimmy hart impression um but yes yeah, so rock capturing his ip this way if he ever were to leave they can't start calling somebody else that uh he's got those protections he can start marketing it on all of the uh the apparel that he makes uh because lord knows the rock just not making enough money as it is tom no, that's of course, of course not, of course not. But we're all about uh, making money and making the most of our time. And if you want to make more time in your life with Dominic D'Angelo, uh, he's got a number of other podcasts that he is a contributor on. Dom, where else can the people find you? Yes, you can find me on One of a Kind with RVD. As I've said uh, all this week, Sabu was our special guest. It's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Uh, Sabu's funny. Uh, he's forthright to talk about his Hall of Fame possibilities in Philadelphia this year. Uh, we talk about uh, what he learned from the Sheik, the ultimate thing he learned from the Sheik. Very, very cool, uh, awesome conversation and a lot of fun, too. So check that out. Go to rvdtv.com. Please subscribe to that channel. Boost up that algorithm. Also, boost up the algorithm for Straight Talk with the Boss, Magnum TA and Greg Gagne. Uh, this episode, we focused on Bruiser Brody. Went in depth on his Powertown Wrestling figure and his career, uh, his relationship with both men. Uh, go to gagneandmagnum.com. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the like button, share it out, uh, spread the word. Robert, what do you have to spread the word about here, huh? Well, uh, 
another way to, to save some money, that way you can keep that $5 in order to be able to get your first order of Bluetooth shipped to you, free promo code rumor, is if you go over to Pro Wrestling Tees. I have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, uh, creative-ish designs. Uh, every day I'm wearing my shirt. I'm wearing my, my kayfabe shirt here. You can get 20% off this stylish shirt in any of the shirts I have using promo code MADNESS24. That's promo code MADNESS24 now through March 4th at 1 p.m., 20% off. Uh, and if you spend over $150, I think they give you free shipping. So that's fun. Uh, we also like to shout out to all the fine folks that are streaming this show live. So first and foremost, Podcast Heat, the folks who make this show possible as part of the ad-free shows network, ad-free shows YouTube and Rumor and Innuendo YouTube, the SE Scoops X account, the Dominic D'Angelo X account, the WW Creative underscore ish X account, and of course the Rumor and Innuendo X account. We are all over the place. And if you want to go listen to the audio, which will be in crystal clear HD today, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get podcasts. Feel free to throw up a five-star review on there. Help that algorithm out, as uh, as my man Dom said. So on behalf of the algorithmic Dominic D'Angelo, I'm Robert Karpolis. Best of luck in your future endeavors. And as LWO say, LWO say all rise, baby. All rise. I hate you. <laughs>